You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I think the toughest things that I think I encountered throughout the entire um, pandemic in terms of uh the industry was how to dis- disassociate myself um, and not allow my work to define my worth. Hey, what's going on? It's me, Roscoe, founder and host of Built for the Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform. If you want to try a free trial of Built for the Stage, you can go to the website builtforthestage.com or you can go to the link in the description of this podcast. Built for the Stage is an online training program that helps actors to train like athletes. So if you want seven days of working with a coach one-on-one online, go to the website builtforthestage.com. All right, an exciting episode as always for you today. This is an excerpt from our Motivation Monday series on the Playbill YouTube channel. It was a special panel of Broadway performers. We had Nadia Brown from Harry Potter, Dana Steingold, who you recently saw in Beetlejuice, Gabe Hyman, who's currently on the Hamilton tour and was recently in King Kong on Broadway, Jerusa Cavazos, who was in The Prom, Will Mann, who currently is in Oklahoma, Jennifer Noble, who's been seen on Broadway multiple times, most recently in King Kong, and the founder and creator of the ensemblist, Mo Brady. So please enjoy this episode with our Broadway panel. First, we're going to bring on Gabe Hyman. Gabe's actually a Bill for the Stage uh, fam. We've been working together for a good while now. He's such good people, uh, always brings a smile to my face anytime we get to interact. So Gabe, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So with this being Motivation Monday, just jumping right into it, the pandemic obviously has been tough times for us all. What are some challenges that you've run across and, and how have you approached those challenges? How have you continued to work and move forward during these tough times? Um, loaded question. Um, one of the, I think the toughest things that I think I encountered throughout the entire um, pandemic in terms of uh, the industry was how to dis- disassociate myself um, and not allow my work to define my worth. Um, I've been trying to uh, discover who I am beyond those eight shows a week. Um, but I think the pause helped me answer a lot of those questions um, that I've had and not defining um and not letting it define me and working on myself mentally, mentally, physically, and emotionally. Um, 
And I've been trying to stay motivated uh, by staying creative. Um, I've been trying to continue to work on my craft, um, taking class when I can, teaching. Um, what are some What are some creative things that you've you've kind of uh, dove into during this pandemic? Um, that's, that's different from the stage or being on it. Lot, yeah, a lot of my friends have been doing really cool passion projects. So um, I've always, you know, kind of wanted to transition into more, um, you know behind the camera. And that's been really cool that I've been able to do that. My friends have, uh, are incredible choreographers or new choreographers that have wanted to do these new um, projects. So that's been keeping me really creative and being a vessel to them. Um, and those projects, um, yeah, it's been cool. So if we were going to do a TED Talk, I think your topic that would go up onto the uh, projector would be uh, not allowing your work to define your worth. So I love that message for everyone watching out there. So hopefully you, you all will take that in. Um, you are currently, or however currently you can make this, you are in the cast of Hamilton on tour. You're on a little bit of a, you know, a standby. Um, with Hamilton being such obviously a, a historic show and about the start of the country and so many you know, history, historical things about America. When you go back to do this show, how will it be, will it be different for you now under a new future presidency of uh, uh, Biden-Harris? Will there be different messages that kind of shine through more for you? Does it change at all? Um, I think the, the idea that, what doesn't change for me is that I've always entered the show and performed the show with the idea of, telling America's story then with what America looks like today. And I still think that will obviously be true, uh, being that we're a cast of color going back into the show. Um, but I do think with, you know, forward thinkers such as, such as Biden and Harris, um, I think it means a little bit more, especially going to those conservative cities that we travel to um, and having a leader that you know that outwardly supports you uh, definitely helps. And like I said, being a cast of color um, makes me proud to know that when we go back that we belong. We've always belonged on that stage um, and no one can take that away from us, but especially knowing that um, we have a president and a vice president that supports you wholeheartedly. Um, it makes a difference, especially, you know, when we were in those conservative cities um, and having Trump in office, it kind of, uh, it gave them fuel to say whatever they wanted um, to say about us off stage and coming to see the show. So, um, yeah, I guess it changes being able to know that we're supported and um, we belong. Mm, I love that. Well, uh, thank you so much for being on the show. We're going to move on to our next guest. We can't wait to get you back on that stage. Uh, all the love to you. Thanks so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Next, we're going to bring on Dana Steingold. You recently saw Dana in Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. There she is. Hey, Dana. Hey, how are you? Oh, I'm doing so well. Y'all are just making my day. Thanks for being on the show. Um, welcome to Motivation Monday. Hey, welcome. So we'll continue this first question with all of our guests today. What have you been doing to stay motivated during this pandemic? How have you continued to move forward in such a trying time? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think for me, uh, the biggest thing I've been dealing with is sort of a lack of closure, um, given that Beetlejuice was supposed to close June 6th and we sort of left the theater like a time capsule. All of the stuff was in our dressing room, just how we left it like everyone else. And then 
slowly as the dates got pushed back, we sort of realized we probably weren't going back to work. Um, so dealing with that and figuring out like how you close a chapter that was super beautiful in your life without actually getting to celebrate with the people that you built it with, um, has been difficult. But I think I threw myself into, um, I think political action. And I think the best thing and what has motivated me to this time is watching, um, my fellow colleagues and friends, um, the collective mobilization and engagement of everybody has been so beautiful. And I'm really hoping that this, the good that comes out of this is that we kind of had to hit rock bottom as an industry to sort of build ourselves back up and hopefully have a more equitable and just, um, industry and also world. So that's sort of mm. what's moving me forward, I think. Yeah. Has there any been, has there anything been, uh, that you, you've seen this past week given you in particular hope for the future for our industry? Um, yeah, as a theater collective. Absolutely. I mean, for me, obviously, as a woman, um, obviously seeing Kamala become our vice president is huge. Um, and for so many little girls everywhere, I think watching those videos of my friends with their children um, was beautiful. And I think listening to our president, who many people, our president elect, I should say, um, <laughs> um, speak on so many different um people who exist in our society and I feel like have been marginalized in some way, whether it's the gay community, the trans community, people with disabilities, um, our president-elect thanked the black community and promised to support them. I think that was so beautiful. And as someone who's not part of one of those marginalized communities, I can only imagine what it must be like to feel seen for the first time. And I feel like it's only planting the seed. We have so much work to do. We actually have to um, fulfill those promises and put action into them. But that is probably the most moving thing from the last week. I think everybody kind of sobbed this like collective four year relief of tears. Um, I think seeing that happen on Saturday. So yeah, pretty amazing. Uh, pivoting back to the, uh, the craft of theater. I know from Beetlejuice, there's, there's a widespread of fans, but particularly you have a lot of young fans in the Broadway community that just love <laughs> Beetlejuice. What's, yeah. what's, What's one little bit of advice you can give them during this time where it feels like maybe your, your hands are tied behind your back a bit? What's something that you could just give them to just help them move forward during this to maybe chase after dreams of, of being an actor or actress someday? Yeah. Well, I think what we've learned during this time is this has sort of been the great equalizer, right? Because it doesn't matter um, if you're performing in a church show, in your local high school or on Broadway. This is we all feel this love of being on stage and sharing a story um, with an audience and having a collective experience. And we all sort of feel that loss together as a community of people who love art. So I think that's pretty amazing to know that we're all sort of in this together, if you will. And I think, you know, take this time to listen to cast albums, research people that you really respect and love, look at their resume, see what other roles they've played. It's such an amazing time to expand your book um, expand your repertoire. Everything is sort of accessible on YouTube for free, which like in my day, we had to go to Barnes Noble, like I'm dating myself here, but like actually purchase <laughs> the cast albums. So you can only listen to like a couple select things. Um, um, and I would say also you have access to everyone right now on either like Artists and Beyond or Broadway Plus take classes. It's also the best way to support actors you really love. So just keep pushing yourself forward and keep learning. I think we're all trying to do that as well. 
Love it. Thanks so much for yeah. being on the show today, Dana. Thank you. Of course. Good to see you. Good to see you. Okay, next we'll be bringing on Nadia Brown from Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Hey, Joe. <laughs> Hi, Nadia. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I oh, the show is spectacular. Uh, a couple of our Build for the Stage clients, James Snyder and James Brown the Third, are in the show. Love and them you, both. <laughs> I know, so it's such special people, right? Um, oh, <laughs> I'm. I haven't relived this show until like you just came on the screen. I'm just thinking about how entertained I was for six hours and I couldn't believe it. Literally, literally five and a half hour long, two part <laughs> show. Uh, talk about stamina. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so keeping stamina or keeping yourself moving forward, like we've been asking our other guests, what have you been doing during the pandemic to just keep yourself encouraged, keep yourself motivated to just better yourself in, in any way that you can, whether it's within the craft or not. Totally. I, I would agree with Dana that over this pandemic, I think my priorities shifted, right? Because the whole thing was we need to stay home, wear masks to benefit others, you know, and that became such a more responsible human being. <laughs> like I became an activist in certain ways, you know, fighting for the fact that I'm a black woman who cares about the LGBTQ plus community. And I care about the black community. I care about women and, you know, so many different things. Right. And I became a more responsible human, which made me actually dive into my career in a more responsible fashion. It, it's weird how that relates, but when you become a better person, you become a better actor. And so I was like, I, can, I have time to take classes. I have time to work on voiceover. I have time to do all of these things and also <laughs> care about my community and how can I text bank to make people vote, to inspire people to vote and do things in different communities and just inspire action in all ways. So that's been my life you know, for this quarantine. I'm like, let's all get it done, <laughs> you know? All right. I love that. Our next TED Talk point that we're going to put up on the projector is to be uh, a better actor, you have to be better people. And that's actually, we say it all the time, actors are athletes. And that's a very like athletic thing that I hear too, is like, hey, if you want to be a good athlete, you have to be a good person. And that's the same with, with actors as well. Just the vast amount of experience and depth that you can grow as a person, you obviously will be able to bring that to the stage. So I love that. Every character you play. Exactly. Yeah. As, as a woman of color, what does it mean to you with uh, Kamala Harris being the next vice president elect of the United States? <laughs> I just got chills hearing you say that, honestly. I, I think about that a lot, especially throughout the campaign and then especially from Saturday to now and beyond. I think about the past and the future. I think about, she mentioned in her speech that she's standing on so many women's shoulders. And we see Stacey Abrams, right, is one example of how Black women especially have shouldered a lot of the Democratic issues and all of democracy, right? And kind of, I mean, this country is kind of built on what Black people and Black women have done so much, you know? So I think about the past, but then I also think about the future of what's possible for us. There's a Black woman like me at the highest position right now. Like there's never been a black woman that high up in the White House, you know? So I, I'm just inspired. And I'm planning my audition for when I can play her in her biopic <laughs> in maybe like 30 years. You know, she's just such a brilliant, beautiful woman. And the fact that she's a woman of color, the fact that she's determined and smart and brilliant, like she will get the job done. So I'm just so inspired by her. I love that. So for you, it's kind of like she's she's kind of taking the ceiling off for you because she has reached such a high platform. That Shattered it. 
shattered mm-hmm. the glass ceiling. Absolutely. What would you say to to younger women of color out there about what has just transpired and and how they you know because how you know how did she get there though you right. know like what what right. what are some what are some qualities that you could just kind of maybe um, inspire those watching that could heighten you to that level you know wishes are wishes uh, goals are actually things that you can put into action so right. you know what are some things that you would encourage people to put into action? I think I would say specifically for young women of color, young young girls in general, young young children, the youth, right? That you first have to start with just believing in yourself. It sounds so cliche and so like trite, but it's, mm-hmm. it's real. Kamala believed in herself from day one and then just put small goals into action every single day and never mm-hmm. think that you can achieve I mean, you can talk about like, I want to be the president of the United States. You literally can. You just have to follow small steps, believe in yourself every step of the way and just trust that there is no ceiling. You know, if you kind of believe the thing of like, you can't do, no one else has done that. You can't be the first. Then you you have to just believe that you can do it. Yeah, we, we, we're huge on cliches here. We love cliches because the thing, the thing, the thing about it is that people want to dismiss them because they're so common. But the actuality is, is that they're common because they're the most true thing out there. Um, just to add, just to add on to that also, though, just kind of a, the other side of the fence on that is that you have to make sure that you, you don't just like the idea of something, but you're willing to put in the work to actually yeah. achieve what it takes. And for Kamala, I'm sh- right. I'm sure she, she went through many barriers and fences and hills and valleys to to get to where she's at. So, right, she works three times as hard probably to get where she's at. Absolutely. Sure, Nadia. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Nice to meet you virtually. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Next, we're going to bring on to the show Will Mann from uh, the cast of Oklahoma on Broadway. Uh, Will is also BFTS fam, and he'll be popping on in just a sec. Here he is. Hey, Will. Hi. <laughs> Good morning. Happy Monday. How are you? here we're doing it it's a thing it's a thing um same question to start with uh with everyone else uh how have you been just kind of going with this wave of the pandemic and trying to stay motivated in any way that you can um to just continue to better yourself or just make the most of this time 
Um, I first off, I want to say how uh, inspiring I think all of your panelists today, uh, <laughs> and Gabe and Nadia like hit on a bunch of things that I was like, yes, yes, that's that's what I'm talking about. Um, as far as the career is concerned, I've shifted a bit, and I think um, shifting and, and broadening and being as um, flexible as possible is a really good move. Um, I bought a bunch of voiceover equipment and I transformed my closet into a booth and. Um, and I've been very busy auditioning and some bookings voiceover wise. And I think having a, having a, another avenue that you can focus on artistically that can be monetarily beneficial is kind of like, okay, you know, it's not the end of the world. Um, yeah, you're, you're not just kind of like forced onto the stage. There's other things. I'm curious, what kind of uh, voiceover things have you done? Just kind of straightforward uh, or have you, have you done any like cartoon stuff like what kind of voiceovers have you done uh, the things i i book are more kind of boring commercial things uh, but things <laughs> i do auditioning for are like video games and um like super dark or like you know characters that are very witty and like sharp i like that kind of stuff love that yeah cool. video games mostly are the fun ones uh, being a part of the cast of Oklahoma, when you were performing it eight times a week, you would sing a song, The Farmer and the Cowman Should Be Friends. Mm-hmm. With the with the heightened kind of uh, tension going on right now, how can we as a country kind of emulate that song? How can we be different but still be together? Um, I, have, I have several thoughts about this. I think... Uh, what was interesting, and I think a big reason why Biden won the election, um, and why a lot of progressives might have been very upset with him, um, are that uh, he, his message, his core is decency, right? That's like that's how he won, I think, because he he's a person of decency and of, and of genuineness, um, and his his genuine desire is to bring people together, is to listen to each other, and to and he said these things in his speech. Um, you know, we, we need to grow together and listen and stop hating each other. And I think umbrella-wise, that's a wonderful idea. Um, and I think it, uh, it, it should be the way forward. However, I do think um, that there are things we can disagree on and still be friends. If you like orange juice and I like apple juice, we, it's okay. But if you don't see me as a black gay man as having any worth or value as a human... We can't, that's something you can't overlook, right? And I think, um, and the same goes for the other side, you know, if I see you as a dumb, uneducated hick who will never be nothing, then like, it's hard to get past those things. So um, I do believe in the umbrella of, of and I'm often uh, looking for people who have different political views so I can understand better why it is you feel that way so that you can understand the way I feel. I have a couple of Republican friends that I really can count on to have grown up conversations, but there are some people who don't believe in the value of my life. And that mm. is, there's no, there's no bridge there. I, lo- I love that human, human first. And then uh, also having those grown up conversations. Yeah. Very important. Will, thanks so much for being on the show today. I appreciate you stopping by. Yay. <laughs> Black boy joy. I love that shirt. <laughs> All right, next on the show, we're going to bring on Jerusha Cavazos from uh, recently The Prom. And she's always lovely to be around. We've worked together a few times. Hey, good morning. Good morning. 
Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Let's just jump right into it. Happy Monday. How have have you... How have you stayed motivated during this pandemic? How have you uh, either continued to grow as a uh, artist or just a person? I want to hear, tell us about the song. Let's just get into that. Forget it. Forget it. Um, to be honest, I, I, um, I've been living in a, a season of truth this this year. I feel like as a performer, being busy, it's so easy with all of our friends in the midst to just be like, I'm good. Like, oh my God, everything's great. We ignore like injuries, like sadness. Even we ignore like joy. And I've just been like sitting in my feelings, really sitting in it and like announcing them to the world. And I think within sitting in it, I was able to write. And I remember specific, I've been writing since I was 10, but I've never had the courage to do anything with it. And I remember in 2018, I was doing the lab of prom and Josh Lehman was announcing to the cast that he was having one of a show that he was working on, um, produced at Groomin 42. And I was like, I like nudged him and I was like, Hey, like, how did you do that? Like you wrote something and someone's like producing it. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, I'm not trying to be weird, but like, what do you, what do you, what's the first step? And he like pulled me aside and like held my hands and looked me in the eye and was like, just keep writing. And I was like, okay. And that's all he said. He just like, just keep writing. And it really like changed me because I just kept doing it. And now I find myself here um, writing music and kind of taking that part of my career to the next level. And when I kept writing, the producer started coming into my world and and I started meeting people who were interested in helping me bring my dream to life. And that is what happened. So I started, now I'm just writing music and now I want to write musicals and all the things. I love that. I'm smiling from ear to ear, to ear just yeah. knowing that there's someone out there listening that like needed to hear that. So thanks so much for sharing that for sure. Thank you. No, yeah. It's crazy when you just, when it's something that's so simple and you're just like, oh, I just have to like keep doing the thing that I love. And like, I was, I'm reading this Malcolm Gladwell book about applying 10,000 hours to anything that you're passionate about. And I'm like, oh, I'm doing my 10,000 hours. So of course it's going to come to fruition. Of course I'm going to bring abundance to it. And that's, that's amazing. I'd like to ask you as well, as a young woman of color, what does it mean to you that Kamala Harris is now the vice president elect of the United States? It means everything to me because so many reasons. I feel like I was talking to a friend and I was like, oh my God, there's a black woman in the White House. And she was like, no, there's an Indian, an Asian, Asian Indian woman in the White House. And I was like, there's both. Like it's, I was like, wow, representation is that important that the first thing I saw when I looked at her was a black woman. And the first thing that my Indian American friend saw when she looked at her was a black woman. I mean, an Indian woman. And I was like, mm-hmm. we really need to see people that look like us. But what's more important for me is the fact that um, she comes from parents that are immigrants. I'm first generation American and I've watched my mother who's not from this country build herself in this, in this country. And she practices um, and works in the pro bono area of like fair housing, immigration and civil and domestic violence law. And it, I've watched her just through my eyes fight for people in our country and on, on levels that seem so small, but, in our family so big, but now to watch it be elevated to the white house is like mm. something that so many other children like me need to see that yeah. the American dream is real for immigrants that we can 
we can live this dream out and make change on every level. And I think it really kind of solidified. It's one thing, you know, it's important. It was so important for me to watch my mom as a child, but then to see that then elevated to that level kind of confirmed for me, we're all now going to be under this collective consciousness that women, women of color, people of color, can do the impossible mm-hmm. and there's no limits to our dreams. And that is just. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Jerusha, love it. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much. Have a great week. Bye. All right. Next on the show, we're going to be bringing on Jennifer Noble. Jennifer's uh, an old time friend of mine. Uh, such good people. I think she's calling in from Cincinnati today. I'm not sure. Hey, Jen. What's up? Yep. Cincinnati in the house. OH, what's up? You've recently seen, you've recently seen uh, Jen in uh, King Kong. She was also doing some uh, workshops before things just got a little crazy. So things were on the rise, but we're, we're on hold. They're going to come right back, but we're just on a little pause. Um, <laughs> Jen, what's something during this pandemic that, uh, has, has maybe come at you as, uh, some type of a uh, hurdle to, to leap over? How have you taken on that hurdle? Give us something just to, uh, to thrive on as people that need any bit of motivation that we can get at these times. Yeah. Um, I have to be totally honest. There was a good chunk of the summer. I was not motivated. <laughs> I was yeah. Just- I was just not. I was yeah. in Ohio. I'm I'm living my life, and I took a pause from the industry. As uh, Gabe mentioned earlier, I was trying to find ways to find myself worth again outside of the the industry, and uh, I would just go on a lot of walks, be outside, hang out with my family, and uh, just kind of be. And uh, recently, I found my my way back. I think to. <laughs> like getting motivated again. Um, and I think that really started with volunteering for, uh, the Biden campaign. And, uh, I started working with this nonprofit called feel good voting and they work with influencers to inspire their audience and encourage their audience to vote and register to vote. And that was like a beautiful eye opening experience. I, I worked with so many great people remotely who I've still never met in person, uh, from all over the country. And, uh, it just that that really inspired me to kind of get myself together <laughs> and <laughs> and, uh, and get out there. And uh, I, I think, you know, like I think uh, I can't remember who said this earlier, but priority shifted. Absolutely. For everyone in the industry and um, just finding ways to make a positive impact in any way we can is was definitely a motivating factor for me this summer. Yeah. With, uh, so you said you kind of gotten involved with the Biden campaign when he was making his speech as president elect, um, he was addressing everyone saying that there wasn't, it wasn't about right or left or blue and red, but it was about us as Americans. Um, how, in your opinion, can, can we move forward to kind of bring that message to fruition that we all are Americans? You know, that is a really layered question because we have to, we have to do it, right? We have no choice. That is the only way we're going to be able to move forward in our democracy. But man, it's, it can be really difficult. As Will mentioned earlier, there's a difference between political opinion and then there's a difference between morale, morality. And, uh, you know, I, I do 
think for the most part, people are good. And I do think that if given a chance, we can, we can have these difficult conversations. And I might add, it is on the white people to really do our work because 55% of white women voted for him again, 58% of white men voted for him. So we need to be talking to our family members and just trying to figure out what, what is it here? What is the disconnect? And um, Mm. I really do think at the end of the day though, that most people are good and most people want to want to collaborate and, and communicate and, and work together. So I think it is possible, but for those other people that, you know, are not wanting to do the work, I think we might have to just kind of say good day to you. And then yeah, fine. I I love that. Most people are good. And and I think that's important to keep into perspective when you have a country as large as ours, when you're seeing, you know, even like, a thousand or a thousand, it's obviously a thousand too many, but at the same time, if we can kind of keep it in perspective of how that percentage works in the, amongst our entire country, that we can keep that hope that most people are good. Jen, yeah. thanks. Thanks so much for being on the show. I want to encourage you to keep, keep at it with your uh, TikToks and Instagram reels. You have, you have, you have a knack for it. There's people that put out stuff and they're like, Oh, that's cute. You know, whatever. I'm telling you, you got something there. Keep, keep it going. Thanks, bud. I appreciate it. You're welcome. All right. Thanks, Jen. All right. Our last guest on our show today will be Mo Brady from The Ensemblist. Uh, Mo, hey, Mo. Hey. Mo Brady from The Ensemblist does a great job. <laughs> he's, having a, he's having a dance party over there. Yeah. He does, a, he, he does a great job. The Ensemblist does a great job of just keeping the current pulse on the theater community. And that's something that I really love about his work at The Ensemblist. Um, jumping right into it, Mo, as we conclude our episode today, um, I just want to ask, Biden has been talking a lot about how it's a time for healing. He's been kind of hitting that over and over again. The theater community specifically, how do you think in an actionable way we can begin that healing? Um, I, it's a great question. I, kind of want to jump off what Jen said and a lot of other people said. I think that our community is on pause right now in a lot of ways in terms of the work that we can do. Um, But continuing to demand for that racial equity, I think is something we can be doing at this time in order to try to heal. Um, People are motivated. They're feeling excited. They're feeling um, bolstered and empowered. And if we can continue to channel that excitement and the feeling of community that we've had in supporting the Biden-Harris campaign, if we can sort of go like one social movement back and continue the conversation about um, racial equity and giving opportunity more seats at the table for people of color, I think that we are going to be in a much better place to heal when the industry does start to show signs of life again. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So whether you're excited or not excited about what just transpired over the weekend, it's more so let's go back to the root of the issues or the foundation of, okay, what, what are the topics or what are the things that are on the chopping block that need to be addressed as soon as possible? Right. That's the conversation that we were having back in June, in July, the end of May was like, let this moment of, um, 
awareness of the inequalities in our country, but also in our business, not be uh, a fad, not be something that we talk about now and then forget to talk about later. Well, now is a great time to jump back into that conversation and be um, <laughs> be um, having those hard conversations about how we can be providing more opportunities for people of color. And that'll do it on Bill for the Sage podcast. Once again, it's me, Roscoe. Thanks for joining us. If you want to try that free trial, go to the website, billforthestage.com, or you can click that link in the description of this podcast. Please, if you like the podcast, rate, subscribe, leave a comment, and special thanks to our producing team at the Broadway Podcast Network. Please check them out at bpn.fm. Later. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.